Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Lux mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. I'm here with Sarah Huron. Hello, hello. Travis Cronin. Feeling very excited. Gwen Flamberg. Oh, hello. Baby, I'm back. Back again. That's right, she is. And I'm your host, Brody Brown. We're here once again to talk about all the hottest news of the week. Of course, you can listen on Spotify, tune in on iTunes, or stream our podcast, however you choose to get it. But we've got tons of news this week. We've got celebs going back to rehab, pregnant celebrities, celebrities walking babies for a surrogate, celebrities announcing their baby's arrivals, slightly confusing pregnancy news, on and off couples, celebrity engagements, friends falling out, Met Gala memories, coronavirus updates, KCAV and Jay Cutler updates, Peter and Kelly updates, celebs burning shit down, and so much more. Sarah, we also talked to, who do we talk to this week? We talked to Carl and Lindsay from Summer House, and we got some tea, and we have an exclusive on the reunion that's airing tonight. That's right, so tune in for the very end of the podcast for that. But first, as we always do, to kick it off, let's set intentions for celebrities. That's where we start. We want those celebrities to start doing things or stop doing things. Baby girl, Sarah Huron, who's your intention for? Okay, I can't remember if I made this an official intention before, but as Gwen noted in the past, we were very powerful. And I saw I saw a post on social media that really upset me about MTV airing 88 hours of ridiculousness a week. Oh, wow. That's a lot of ridiculousness. And I don't yeah. know one person who watches ridiculousness. Wait, or, I didn't really know that was a show. That's a show? I, I, leave, I leave it on sometimes. I like Chanel. I thought okay. we just meant like ridiculousness. Yeah, content. I was like, they've got no. so many ridiculous content. No, oh, the God. Name, of the show it's basically like pranks and clips and it's it's just not what i need especially right now like i need them to give me the throwback programming and there there was a full like graph and they only even aired like the new episode of teen mom once the new episode of the challenge once like give me reruns give me laguna beach give me freaking newport harbor reruns at this point give me something that isn't ridiculousness how about yo mtv cribs perfect one perfect that I would love MTV Cribs again. That would be a great encore. But no, I don't even know where Ridiculous was a thing. So that's that's embarrassing and, and sad. Uh, Travis, who's your intention for? 
Um, I sort of wanted to cancel out Sarah's and ask for more ridiculousness programming because <laughs> I actually like that show. It's just like hysterical YouTube videos from the week. And I've known Chanel West Coast for a long time. So I'm going to say, but no, that's not my actual attention. Name drop. Okay. Um, my, oh, it, it's the biggest name too. <laughs> Literally just a person I like. I'm not trying to flex. The, um, uh, no, my actual attention is for known predator Kevin Spacey. Oh, God. <laughs> Dark. He was just on a podcast called Bits and Pretzels, and <laughs> he uh, said that he understands everyone who was laid off during this pandemic because of what happened to him in 2017. He says, I feel I can relate to what it feels like to have your world suddenly stop. And while so many of us have found ourselves in similar s- situations, I'll bet for very different reasons and circumstances, I still feel that the same emotional struggle- struggles are the same. What? The actual? Oh, God, I don't want to swear because I'll have to bleep it out. But what the actual hell? He is out of his... Did he Did he talk on the podcast in his weird, like, Frank Underwood <laughs> accent? Like, all those freaky-ass videos he did? Yes, oh. and especially in the clip right when he was saying, like, the problematic things, his, like, creepy voice, like, really took over. Oh. Like, first of all, who's having him on their podcast? Listen, I'm sure you want the clicks or the listens, but that is not the way to go with the booking. Holy Christ. Yeah, he was like, and my job and my relations were gone in just a matter of hours. So he totally feels our pain, guys. Wow, Ew. I wonder why, boo. Jeez, he's yeah. really, really growth. Some major growth there, clearly. <laughs> Gwen, who's your attention for? Well, Brody, I have two intentions. <laughs> my first intention is for Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the 87-year-old female Supreme Court Justice, who I don't know if you've heard, but she has been in hospital with an infection around her gallbladder. She's going to be A-OK. She's actually on the horn with the old Supreme Court right now, making decisions via phone. They're all making decisions via phone. She's doing it from the hospital. And it just proves that she's a superhero. But my intention is for her to get well soon because yes, Sarah Heron, we manifest destiny up in this piece. We want her to get well soon. Okay, my other intention. Yes. It might surprise you. Oh boy, let me guess. You love the royals and you just covered a royal, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So is this going to be another royal uh, intention? It's an ex-royal, in fact. My intention (laughs) is for Meghan Markle. That's right. No longer the Duchess. Of Sussex. That's right. Forget about Sussex Royal. She is just Meghan Markle. And I'm sure all of our listeners have seen the little video that she uh, recorded and acts in, in honor of Archie's first birthday, where she is reading a book called Duck Rabbit. Is that it? Duck Rabbit? I think that's it. Oh, Gwen, we don't read. Come on. I was like, where, where, what book is this? Like, where's, I gave a mouse a cookie. I mean, if you're going to read your kid a cute book, it should be Amos and Boris just saying the best children's story ever. We can talk about that later. But here's the thing, you know, I'm so glad that Meghan Markle didn't want any attention on her and her family. I'm so glad that she was so sensitive about people following them and knowing all of their intimate details. Well, you know, now that she's decided that actually what it was all along is that she just wanted to create her own narrative. And she really does 
act the narrative of Duck Rabbit real, 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 real strongly. I encourage you all to watch it. Preach, Gwen! Her emoting is quite strong. I just want her to give us more of it. You know what? If you're going to be, if you're thirsty, let's be, you know, real, real thirsty. Pour those drinks. We're so thirsty. Pour those drinks. Give us more content. And you know what? I want to see the actual royal in the video. Nobody puts Harry behind the camera. Okay? Thank you. The sincerity of your well wishes for Megan really came through there. I appreciate well, it. Well, it wasn't well wishes. It was an intention. No. My intention for her is to give us more. It's not Commit. necessarily a well wish. Commit. Yeah. Commit. Give okay. us more. If you're going to do it, do it right. And put Agreed. your head on camera. Okay. No, that's true. Please drag Harry in there. We want to see more of him. Nuzzling, cutesy, hand-holding. Now that you're royal. He's just become her cameraman slash producer. Instagram I just... He's an That's exactly right. The book, it literally the whole book is is that a duck? No, it's a rabbit. Like I wanted to crawl, like die, honestly. Well, also because the, the way she emotes each different page. Is that a duck? No, it's a rabbit. You're like, no, it's Whatever. a five dollar briefcase. You know, we are not acting coaches by any means, but I also watched a bit of that Disney elephant thing just because I was curious about her coming back to this voiceover work. How was it? I I was like, I don't know. I feel like I had some voiceover notes and I I have no place (laughs) coming from that place, but I was like, oh, Megan, I think the delivery could have been done differently. (laughs) Like, I'm not an acting coach and I have no leg to speak on when it comes to that. But I was also like, wait, was this like a one take thing? Like it just seemed like the commitment could have been a little bit different on some of the lines, but mind you, again, I'm not a voiceover coach, nor am I an elephant expert, but you know, to each that other. is so funny. Well, I think it was before all of her time was her own. Mm. And she probably had some different types of, of restraint on how much time she could give. Yeah, and you're not allowed That's to really show emotion. Yeah, you're not allowed to show emotion. It was probably Not when she you. was with a royal. Uh, my intention is for Joe Judice. Uh, he's been oh, the object of my intentions before, and I was hoping that he'd get a job and get off Instagram so he could provide for his family. Well, Joe is now hawking vibrators um, to his social media followers. I'm glad he has a hustle, but um, for this, he's saying give her a Mother's Day gift she won't forget. Um <laughs> I'm confused because <laughs> this is not something I, any of my friends would probably give their moms or that I'd give my mom. Um, maybe Or what is the statement that he's making for like, you know, Teresa Judice, who was a mom? Yeah. Well, she, you know, she like, has, yeah, she, she's talked before about um, relying on her vibrator while he was in jail and, you know, I'm I'm pro anyone who wants to and is of age and sound mind to have sex. But this is a strange, I feel bad for his daughters. It's like when they had to deal with both their parents going in jail, but now their dad is like pushing vibrators for their, for Mother's Day on Instagram. It's very, um, Carol Radzewell selling the vibrator necklaces. Oh, oh, oh hers is chic and everyone loves those necklaces. And when we interviewed Cassandra Gray, who's the founder of the Violet Gray Beauty Marketplace and content site, she told us that that particular vibrator, known as the Vector, is their number one seller during quarantine. The necklace vibrator? It's a little necklace vibe, yeah. This is not sponsored, but it should be. 
Yeah. It's a very popular item on a great beauty site. I stand. Also, <laughs> I believe that I made this play when we talked about this on Get Trust With Us, but I'm going to make it again. Send me one of those, please. <laughs> Send me one of those, please. The company, the brand who makes Wait, it. Send them. I, Wait, I share really the like- wealth, Gwen. Send them to all four of us. Hello. <laughs> I'd like to have them in my bag. It's like when a girl needs an extra tampon. It's like, oh, did you need a vibrator? I happen to be wearing one. It's <laughs> <laughs> so giving of you, Trav. You do yeah. a lot of girlfriends. Yeah. The quarantine spirit. Okay, let's bow, let's bounce through some news. First of all, let's let's get to the big uh, the big fish of the week, which was shocking, I think, for everyone. Scott Disick back in rehab, mildly shocking. Well, mildly shocking, but we thought Scott was doing so well. Um, we heard from sources that he checked himself into rehab in Colorado and then checked out because obviously the news of him going to rehab uh, was broken by this horrible leak from the rehab that splashed on the Daily Mail. It showed. A picture of him in rehab, his patient ID number, and excerpts of what he'd been talking about there. A source told us that he had been thinking about going to rehab for several months, but with quarantine, it sort of hastened things. And, um, you know, he thought he was there, but only a couple of days into it, this happened, and it was a major betrayal. And then, Travis, we talked to the rehab, and while they couldn't confirm that he had been there, what did they say about w- what happened here? We did. And what's really sad about this place is that they just opened in March. Um, So they're a brand new institution sort of like finding its footing. So it was a little unfortunate. And I think what's really shocking about it is that they released his intake photo. Yeah, that's what that's what was on the Daily Mail, which was, I think, really horrifying. And of course, their CEO talked to us um, and said they are aware of the information that's gone out, um, the protection of our clients, clients' personal and confidential information, utmost important to us, blah, blah, blahs. They pretty much just said, so sorry, they're going to take legal action against the individual that did it. And they are cooperating with the law enforcement and other government agencies. Yeah. And that initial report said he was in there for drugs, but then we heard from a source that that was not the case. And his uh, his lawyer, Marty Singer, said that it was past traumas and it was not about drugs or alcohol. And our source really said, one of our sources really said that it was because of dealing with his parents' loss. Gwen, what was your feeling when you heard about this news? I mean, honestly, I just felt bad for him. I felt bad. Yeah. I just felt bad for him. You know, I think that Scott gets a lot of ridicule pointed in his direction. You know, I don't think that partly that's because of his past behavior, but I just don't think that people take him seriously. And obviously for him to have checked himself into rehab, it's quite a serious situation that's going on. And I hope that he checks himself back into some place that will, you know, maintain his privacy because you need the 28 days, Scott, go back. And he, as we know, shares Mason, who's 10, Penelope, who's seven, Rain, who's five, with Courtney, his ex, and he's currently a source confirmed to us that he's still with um, his girlfriend, Sophia Ritchie. Um, Sarah, were you surprised by this news as well? I know you're a longtime Kardashians fan, so what were your thoughts? Oh, big time fan. Love Scott. Um, yeah, I was actually a little surprised. I Just because I feel like Scott has been in such a good place, and in the past when he's you know gone through something, we've kind of seen it play out in the with paparazzi or... On the show, social media, there's been hints, um, and there hasn't really been. However, on the season finale or mid-season finale, Kardashians, this that aired this past Sunday, we actually watched Scott get upset about his parents, talk about them on the show for the first time in a while, had his dad's best friend fly into town to show, 
his kids' photos from his childhood and get kind of emotional about it. So, I mean, it's the Kardashians, so you never really know, but weird timing for that episode to air and then him to, you know, maybe he watched it like in advance and that triggered Mm -hmm. something in quarantine. I don't know. It's all interesting timing, but I'm always rooting for Scott. So I'm, I'm hoping he is okay. Yeah, I think we're all definitely rooting for him. Definitely a setback for the Lord. Are you missing your daily routines and struggling to stay fit in these challenging times? Me too. That's why I want to tell you about Beachbody On Demand. Beachbody On Demand is the easy way to instantly access a wide variety of super effective workouts, all from the comfort of your own home. And with many people across the country unable to access a gym right now, Beachbody On Demand is the perfect solution. There are over 1,300 workouts available. I've nearly finished Shift Shop with Chris Downing, and let me tell you, it has been really challenging and has kept me fit in the lockdown. Plus, they have effective workouts for all fitness levels, so there's no reason not to get started today. You can access Beachbody On Demand on your computer, web-enabled TV, tablet, smartphone, Roku, Apple TV, Chromecast, and more. I can't think of a better way to stay fit right now, but if you don't believe me, just give it a shot. All hot Hollywood listeners out there who are trying to figure out how to get into shape in current times can access all of the workouts completely free when you text HOLLYWOOD to 303030. You will get full access to the entire platform for free. All the workouts, the nutrition information, and support totally free. I challenge all of you out there to give it a try and let's stay healthily together in these testing times. Again, just text HOLLYWOOD to 303030 to access to the entire Beachbody On Demand platform for free. Now back to the show. Uh, but some in some happier news, Ashley Simpson uh, announced My that queen. she is expecting. That, that was great news. Anderson Cooper, shocker, announced that he welcomed a son, Wyatt Cooper. That was so sweet. Gwen, I know you watched it on TV. I did too. It I started so tearing sweet. up. I was just watching CNN. And the funny thing is that I usually watch MSNBC, but I happen to have been watching CNN that night for some reason. And I watched it all sort of unfold live. And it was like, I mean, it was, I, I, I did cry. I was yeah. crying right there with them because, you know, everybody's in kind of a heightened emotional state right now. And, you know, he, when he was talking about his, his parents and his family, he was tearing up and it, it just, it, it just, it was really, it felt really amazing to be able to share in this beautiful thing that happened in his life. Yeah. Especially because, you know, this year it's like, we were with Anderson with the death of his mother. And I remember the um, little comment that he made that night to honor his mother, Gloria Vanderbilt's passing. And I cried along with him then. So it just, it, it felt very, it feels really personal when people who you know and trust who are on the nightly news that you feel like they're in your lives and for good things to happen to them is just really good. Oh, yeah. I mean, when he's like, as a gay kid, I never thought it'd be possible to have a kid. I was like, like, just a complete mess. Uh, I was not a mess, though. I was just confused when I heard that Grimes gave birth and Elon Musk got on Twitter and said their newborn son's name is, I mean, I don't even know how. How do you pronounce pronounce it? It's like XAEA minus 12 Musk. He tweeted two pictures of his son, one with the tattoo filter. Um, and then <laughs> Grimes, uh, she also explained um, a little bit about the, the name. She said, X is the unknown variable. AE is my elven spelling of AI, of I love and art, 
and or artificial intelligence. A-12 is the precursor to SR-17, our favorite aircraft. No weapons, no defensives, just speed. And <laughs> A equals Archangel, my favorite song. You Why? know what this reminded me of? <laughs> what? This reminded me of Aaron, on Denise's husband on Real Houses Beverly Hills, trying to explain his job last week, talking with all these big words that don't really make sense and trying to sound smart. That's what this name reminds me of. Mm. But now... My question is, what are they going to call the little chap? I I have no clue. And I'm Are they going to call him Archangel? Are they going to call him Michael because Michael was the Archangel? Like what what's oh, the reality yeah. here? I bet you they're know? calling him Archangel. Which would uh, Archangel? be Archangel? Yeah. So, come on. The the hubris in that. You don't need to put that on your child. I mean, here's the thing. I love her last album. It's so good. It's so Me good too. to run to. I do. I'm not an Elon Musk fan. I do not like his Twitter. What, why is he talking about uh, the, when he went after the cave diver during that whole oh, try yeah. thing? Um, when he's like going off, he was saying like he's selling all of his things and he's selling all of his possessions. His house is up for sale, but he's actually going to make money on the sale of his house. And he then said, he said his yeah. stocks, his market share price was too high. So then that caused a lot of people to sell off. And then his market shares dropped like immediately after. Yeah. And then he said, give people back their freedom, which I'm like, baby, you better not be talking about quarantine and like liberate America because that is some dangerous talk. But he, I don't even know what planet he's on. I'm not totally sure what planet she's on, but I like her for it. So, but I thought, when he tweeted this, it was a joke. But and I mean, ironically, Archangel is one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. So hmm. maybe not the best time to go outside. It's a little strange. Honestly, yeah. I'm confused by all of this, but I just realized, bro, do you run? Me? <laughs> Sarah? Yeah. Why do you say it like that? <laughs> no, I just, I know you love the gym and the biking, but I didn't know you were a runner. I learned something different. Yes, I'm a biker, but I am uh, a renewed runner because of quarantine. Oh, happy for you. Just wanted to know. Make sure we didn't miss. Skip over that. Sarah. Wow, look at you trying to be attentive after you've ignored my personal struggles and life for the last six months. I um, did miss yeah. your birthday, but we're going to move on. Speaking of, of, of personal life and personal struggles, we do have a little bit of source information about the new parents, Elon and Grimes. A source told us that they've experienced a lot of ups and downs in their relationship throughout Grimes' pregnancy and have been on and off, although they're obviously currently on. A source also said, through and through... They have and will continue to maintain a close friendship regardless of what happens to them romantically in the future. Elon plans to be a father figure and be involved in the life of his child. Well, that's a good commitment. I want um, a new single. I want a new single from Elon. <laughs> single? No, I want a new Grimes album. But we'll probably have to wait a little bit while for that. Um, did you guys see Jody Turner-Smith talking about putting breast milk on zits? Yeah. I, th- I thought that was very, very interesting. And you can read all about it on usmagazine.com. Not slash stylish slash mom's channel, but oh, <laughs> wow. oh, plug. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, here's the thing. It was it was a beautiful blend of a beauty tip for a new mom, but it actually makes a lot of sense because your immunity is mm. in your breast milk. And so that is the most anti-inflammatory substance you can use. I thought that was actually really genius. Thank you, Dr. Flamberg. I appreciate yeah, that report. I like that. Um, this next report we're going to just touch on quickly and carefully, but it was exclusive news that us broke this week. Um, we spoke to Amanda Bynes' lawyer, David Esquibias, who told us that 
Amanda is not pregnant nearly <laughs> two months after she announced that she was expecting a child with her fiance, Paul Michael. Um, as people might recall, Amanda in March announced via Instagram that she had a baby on board. She posted a picture of a ultrasound with her name listed on the image. Her um, partner, Paul, posted the same thing. And then we know that she went into a treatment center. There was a bit of a, there were some reports that there was a bit of a struggle to get in there. But um, she was in the treatment center and then we checked in with her lawyer this week and he told us that she is not pregnant and she's also not living in a sober living facility, but she's sheltering in a safe environment. Uh, mm. Not much else to say here, but uh, a quite a surprising story for us this week as um, us and almost every other outlet in our category was reporting on her pregnancy news and the uh, pregnancy journey. Uh, but definitely a noteworthy development. Moving on, Aaron Carter and his, and his former girlfriend, Melanie Travis. I know you are deeply invested in the story of Aaron I Carter. I truly am. I truly am. What I'm really interested in this week, Brody, is that he finally regrets getting his uh, pregnant former girlfriend tattooed on the side of his face and is looking into removal options. I just thought that this was a very grown-up decision from Aaron, and I like when people remove face tattoos of their pregnant ex. It's a fetish of mine. So this was really great. (laughs) (laughs) It's really bananas because he announced that he was back together with Melanie and then days after they announced that she was expecting they broke up now he has a new girlfriend he took that picture where you're up in the poppy fields and he's with that new girlfriend that he shared on social media and he was talking about this pregnancy and he's making it seem like he's not sure if this child is his I I mean this is like the the messiest messiest romance that even though they're done it's still going but I I knew you would be invested in it it. just as I knew Just as I knew, Sarah Huron would be invested in Bachelor in Paradise's Joe and Kendall. Sarah, what's going on here? Oh, wow. Um, So Joe and Kendall, who broke up in January, like um, over a year after they met on Bachelor in Paradise season five. So that was exciting, you know, to have a couple really be going the distance. And then they broke up and because he wanted to move back to Chicago and she wanted to stay in L.A. However... There was some sleuthing done on a Bachelor fan account that discovered they posted very similar pictures of sushi over the weekend. And then this Bachelor fan account also discovered Joe and Kendall's Venmos. So, of course, I went to Venmo and saw that Joe had Venmoed Kendall for the sushi and that Sasha from Dancing with the Stars commented looking for the name of the sushi place, which was just an interesting side note. Um, (laughs) So they've been spending time together. I assume he left Chicago to go back to L.A., I don't know why, and they haven't commented on it publicly. Maybe they're just getting some closure or he needs to pick up some stuff. But I was really rooting for these two, so I hope it wasn't more than just a sushi catch-up session. However, if he's paying her, you know, clearly maybe it was like a splitting, an amicable date. I don't know. I find that so unromantic, the Venmo after the date. It's just, uh, oh, come on. Just put down two cards. 
<laughs> oh, I mean, uh, really, seriously, wait, what a oof, romance killer. Um, but you know, I, I love a good on and off couple. Um, and we are still trying to figure out what's going on with Brian Austin Green and Megan Fox. He's been spotted out without his wedding ring. All of a sudden, he's got the wedding ring back on. Ryan Seacrest was even talking on live this week about how it's been a bit of a roller coaster with his girlfriend, Shayna Taylor. They celebrated their, their anniversary, but they've been on and off over the years. It makes me think, for you three, what famous couple would you love to see get back together? Even if it's not a couple that should be getting back together, who would you like to see reconcile? Gwen Flamberg, take it, take it away. Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston, <laughs> I maintain <laughs> that the only good thing that happened in 2020 was their reconciliation together at the SAG Awards 2020. It made my life. The hug backstage that stopped our hearts. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Sarah Huron, who are you? Who are you hoping gets back together? Even if they shouldn't, just put you can put it out there. I mean, there's just so many ways to go with this. <laughs> I think I'm going to keep it in the Bachelor family and have Alabama Hannah get back on a plane to Florida and very safely Ugh. and um, be with Tyler for real and have them get married. Mm-hmm. Oh okay. my gosh, Travis, who's yours for? Um, mine is for Lindsay Lohan and Aaron Carter. What? I really think that they should get back together and make it work. I'm rooting for you guys. Ew. <laughs> oh, that's As so a Hillary Duff Stan and Lizzie McGuire apologist, I was on Hillary's <laughs> side in that whole feud. So Obviously, Hillary was right in that feud, but it's time for Lindsay and Aaron to get back together. Now's the time, kids. Yeah. It would be very interesting for both of their public stories. Um, mine, I know she's with Garrett Hedlund, or I believe she's still with Garrett Hedlund, but I would love oh. uh, Emma Roberts, Evan Peters reconciliation. That, They're busy. The relationship for bloodshed in the Canada streets. Is that what we're looking for? The nature <laughs> and frequency of that relationship really resonates with me. So okay. I would love to see it revisited. Uh, you know who's actually walking down the aisle? And this this one I'm shocked because just months ago, I remember when we were talking about Moon Angel and Dog, the bounty hunter, and yes. everyone was upset about Moon Angel because she was in the wedding with Dog and and Beth, his former wife, who passed she was away. She maid of honor. <laughs> she was a maid of honor. But then they were dating up until like January this year. Dog started dating this other woman, Francie, Francie Frain. Why do all these people have nuts and names? Francie, Francie Frain, Moon Angel, Dog the Bounty Hunter. So he started dating Francie Frain. And maybe like a month later, or not even, they announced this month that they're engaged and they're getting they're married. Engaged. That's right. They, they've been together for not even that long, and all of a sudden they're getting married. And just a reminder, Dog had promised dying Beth he would not get remarried. Yes, he did. Several times. It's, it's, I don't know. <laughs> Sarah, why can't I get you more, why can't I get you more emotionally involved in the story, Sarah? I'm, I'm, my mind is blown. I just, like, have a hard, I mean, listen, it's a clear pattern, both in celebrity and in real life, that men have a hard time when they're, um, partners leave them or pass on they you know move on quick quickly i just don't understand why this guy ever needs to get married again let alone like a year after his wife died like you can have companionship but you don't need a wedding i think i'm mostly invested in the story because they all have really bizarre names that sound like they're made up um but and i don't know why i care so much on behalf of um departed beth chapman but i loved beth I know. I think that's it. I think she just was like, so I don't even really like Dr. Bunny Hunter. 
But I've I think, never seen him. Did you watch that show? I've never seen a dog, the bounty hunter programming in my life. I did see him once when he was in our office and I was like, Oh, there he is. Yeah. But exactly. I don't watch it. Exactly. And Beth was a big beauty fan. Oh, well, she yeah. loved going in the beauty closet. Oh. I loved her. I sent her boxes all the time. Great. You know, but she grabbed a lot of eyelashes. <laughs> there are celeb couples that are getting engaged there are celeb couples that are flourishing there are also celebrities that are splitting Stacey Dash and her husband split no surprise there Jeff her Lewis and his husband Brody her fourth <laughs> husband thank you for the fact Travis yeah. Jeff Lewis and his boyfriend split again no surprise there uh, but the breaking up of the Trace Amigas Sarah do you take this personally because Tamara Judge is now speaking out about the loss of her friendship with Shannon Bedore. I guess it was inevitable because Tamara and Vicky are no longer on the show and Shannon is still a housewife, but still sad. I thought they'd be able to hold it together a little bit longer. Yeah, I'm more, I'm less surprised that they're not really on speaking terms and I'm more surprised at how quick it happened. Um, I feel like it was just yesterday, we were at BravoCon and I was watching them all joke with each other on the red carpet. It was still sort of the Trace Amigas against the rest of the cast. I don't blame Shannon for wanting to have a relationship with the women she's going to be on the show with. And I don't blame Tamara and Vicky for, you know, feeling left out and how it's hard to be in contact with the women. I remember Heather Dubrow, like, unfollowing the cast very quickly when she left Orange County Housewives and Tamara kind of asking her, like, what was that about? And she was like, I don't want to see it. Like, it's hard to be a part of something and see you going on trips and doing stuff and then be, like, axed out. So I get it, but I'm, I thought their friendship was deeper than the show. So I'm a little surprised. Interesting. And I appreciate that you don't blame any of them, but I blame and shame all of them. So that was very <laughs> diplomatic of you. You know, this is uh, Gwen's season because what we should be having right now is the Met Gala. But of course, oh because God. of the coronavirus pandemic, we are not. Gwen, what are your oh. thoughts? Are there memories you're revisiting? Are you going through old Polaroids from the Met Gala bathroom party what 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 what's mean, going is, through your mind right now it is it is really really sad but i do appreciate that several celebs posted throwbacks like and there was some like juicy behind the scenes stuff in there like jazz nobody ever noticed but blake lively matched the met gala carpet carpet. three mm-hmm. times which was pretty amazing and it was kylie jenner who actually admitted that her Met Gala dress ripped right before she was supposed to go hit the red carpet in 2018. So, you know, we're getting a lot of like nice scoop, but I think that everybody just mourns the loss of the Met Gala and Met Gala Monday. We would do quite honestly, some of our best traffic of the year on usmagazine.com slash stylish. And there just wasn't a lot, a ton of interest this year in the Met Gala at all. In fact, Anna Wintour and Vogue did a little YouTube special, like come to the Met Gala where they, you know, they had some performers, Florence and the Machine was playing and she spoke, but you know that that special only got about 12,000 views. More people listen to this podcast. That's peanuts, man. (laughs) More people do listen to this podcast. So, you know, RIP Met Gala 2020, the Costume Institute will hold the exhibition in October. It remains to be seen if there will be some type of event around it to to commemorate it. But um, I don't think that we'll see a Met Gala 2020 at all. I think they'll do it in October. 
Damn, I'm I'm still I mean, blown away by the flex of our podcast beating the Met Gala uh, YouTube. Take that, Anna Wintour. But you know what I was also blown away by? I love when Jessica Simpson takes the Instagram and puts something in their place. Me too. I thought I I was surprised that that caught you know fell into her view and and she mm-hmm. clapped back at Sally Singer, who she said body shamed her because Sally Singer shared this anecdote. Shall I? from the Met Gala from years ago when Jessica was there with John Mayer, her boyfriend at the time. And Sally said um, in this rehash of old Met Galas from 2007, she said that Jessica's breasts were like out at the dinner table and Jessica was like, your body shaming me. Um, and that's not accurate. And I, I love that she clapped back at that. And I think totally. people love her standing up for that because it is strange for in 2020, another woman to be talking about another woman's body like that, particularly her breasts and i thought her breasts looked great in that dress by the way they were all over the place but looked fantastic her breasts always look amazing and here's the thing you know at vogue you're kind of like not supposed to eat or have curves and quite honestly i think it's the only reason why they've never hired me brody because (laughs) i have the rack of life that's right people (laughs) when that is hilarious and iconic and true um i love you and jessica simpson clapping back and I love Jessica Simpson acknowledging her relationship with John Mayer. As you know, that book was, you know, everything to me earlier this year. It feels like another lifetime when I was, all I could talk about was open book by Jessica Simpson. Um, but I will also just like to say that um, the Met Gala is the one day of the year that I um, lend my hand to usmagazine.com slash stylish. And it's never pretty. So I don't know if I need one to happen in October, but I thought it was interesting that Katy Perry showed off like what she was going to wear. It was, it was so really cool. showing off her bump. Yeah, it was really cool. But you, you can, can go, go to usmagazine.com and see what? what? It wasn't it was done yet. Oh, okay. I was like, is that it? She's just going to wear something over her boobs and her belly? I was no, like, wow. A- I, was, I was hoping that was it. I was like, really provocative, Katie. No, I wish. This podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. We are in challenging times right now, and it's harder than ever to connect with the right therapist. Fortunately, BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you. BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who are specialized in issues such as depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping trauma, and family conflicts. They work with 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states to connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. Anything you share is confidential, and it's so convenient as you can get help at your own pace. Schedule secure video or phone sessions plus chat and text with a licensed therapist. BetterHelp is available on desktop, mobile web, Android, and iOS apps. If you're not happy with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time at no additional charge. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code HOTHOLLYWOOD. So why not get started today? Go to BetterHelp.com slash HOTHOLLYWOOD. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash hot Hollywood. Well, you know what? We did this little rehash of going back in time for the Mecca, but you know what it means it's time for on this day in pop culture history. Travis, dear, oh my God. tell us what happened. 
Well, I was just going to go through all my favorite things that I saw in Met Gala after parties, but we're, you know, there's too many drugs involved, so I had to take all those out. Um, so I said it was important. Maya Angelou died today on 2014. Oh. Just an amazing, prolific speaker. I just want to give her a shout out. And then in 2011, George Clooney had his 50th birthday. And he was celebrating at Mr. Chow in Beverly Hills with his then-girlfriend, Elisabetta Canales. <gasps> Elisabetta Canales, yes. <laughs> Just, and then, so he was dining with her, and then we reported that Kirstie Alley was there, Jackie Collins, Kathy Griffin, Kelly Preston, Ray Romano were all there, but none of them were actually at his table. They were just <laughs> there hugging <laughs> and came out at the same time. And also in 2011, fresh off of her royal wedding, wedding, Kate Middleton was walking through the aisles of the grocery store, pushing a cart by herself. What? Which was, yeah, it's fantastic. She's just walk. Her security guard isn't even pictured in the paps, and she's just like leaning on a shopping cart, like right after her wedding in 2011. And I just thought it was fantastic. Stars are just like us, although now when I'm at the grocery store, I am, like, looking around panicked when I go down the aisle, like, with masks and gloves. Everyone's the Um, virus, run away, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm not freshly married, alas. Um, Well, thank you for that little recap, Travis. Uh, I'm sure, as a fan of Tiger King, you saw the news that Nicolas Cage has been cast as Joe (laughs) Exotic. Did I? I thought it was brilliant, and I'm a huge... I have, like, a sequin Nicolas Cage pillow in my home. No, stop that. Please, what did you feel when you saw this announcement? You could not have been excited. I was excited. I love the the theory that is Nick Cage. He's not a person. He's more of a theory and a presence in our lives. If you Google his weird collection of things, it's one of my favorite things to read when I'm bored online, and I love that casting for him. Okay, Travis, what was the last Nicolas Cage movie you liked? Um, I mean, I like all of them. The one he did with Selma Blair, which was like the horror movie, is fantastic. Drive Angry, it is called. It is really, really messed up and crazy. A woman shoots a shotgun with her genitalia. Um, But my favorite movie is Con Air, of course. I've watched Con Air like a hundred times. It's brilliant. No, see, mine is probably Face Off from 1997 that I couldn't think of anything since then. I'm like, he... He can. Why him as Joe Exotic? Gwen, you seem like you understand. Watch Drive Angry. Wasn't he in Leaving Las Vegas? That was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was amazing in that. I loved Con Air. I loved Con Air. Con Air was amazing. And I I loved Face Off. Well, those were like back in the day. But wait, the very, very finest Nicolas Cage movie ever. Oh, with Cher, Moonstruck. Yeah, Yeah, Moonstruck. Moonstruck. Yeah. Johnny has his bride. Johnny has his hand. Yeah. <laughs> he's, the only he's, Nicolas Cage movie I've ever seen is National Treasure. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Oh <laughs> my god, girl, go watch Con Air and be amazing. It has everybody in it. It's so good. Yeah, go educate yourself, girl. Please, Sarah, watch watch Moonstruck. If you've never watched Moonstruck, you're in quarantine. You've got all the time in your hands. Step away from Bravo and please to Pretty watch. Iconic, yeah. Okay, Moonstruck. well, just for you. Do oh my gosh. Did you guys see, we have this incredible story on the site right now that listeners, if you've not checked out yet, we talked to Jennifer Lopez's chef, Kelvin Fernandez, and he said he tried to serve Jen 
in a family style meal leading up to the Super Bowl, and she was like, uh, "You tried to serve me rice yesterday," and she had a very, um, <laughs> very strict and Spartan diet. And he was he said to us, "If I mess up once, I will hear it." And she deserves to put me on my point. It's a great story. Check it out on usmagazine.com to get a little insight into how terrifically fit Jennifer Lopez keeps that body, adi adi. Fifty and fabulous. And who eats regular eyes. rice anymore? I mean, it's all cauliflower, broccoli, rice. God, chef. <laughs> Ain't the truth. I'm guilty as charged. Um, yeah, same. <laughs> Travis, what is going on with our girl Brittany? I mean, there's the news that her conservatorship was extended through the quarantine. That's not a total surprise. Which is probably best given recent reports. Given the recent reports, the report she said on Instagram, she said she's at her gym right now. She told her followers, I haven't been here in like six months because I burnt my gym down, unfortunately. I had two candles and yeah, one thing led to another and I burnt it down oh my god brody well since i did that tiktok on my instagram hey Trav, hey i had to listen to that like at least 15 times for every kate all of her like cadence and inflections and she's like well yeah one thing led to another and i burnt it down so today like it's just so casual and the energy of britney spears just burning her entire gym to the ground without caring is my 2020 energy our patron saint of pyrotechnics uh hello guys she also in march 2002 sparked a fire in her New York City apartment building. Her mom wrote on her site that she left a candle burning in front yeah. of an air vent and the wall caught on fire and the fire department had to burn it, had to come like put it out. That, two times, come on, Brittany, like three times is not a charm. You need to blow those damn candles out. No, she's no, a, one she's thing a mother. And well, I burnt it down. Yeah, well, I mean, we heard from a source that when she had this most recent conservatorship hearing, it came up the fact that she wants to have another child. Um, we shall see if she gets her desire to eventually have that kid and be relieved of her conservatorship. But for the time being, she will remain under the conservatorship. Uh, in other court news, we also saw that Ronnie Ortiz Magro accepted a plea deal in his domestic violence case against his ex-girlfriend, Jen Harley. Wow. Which that one? I, I mean, <laughs> j- this, this, this could have been in our on off again couples update earlier, but they get a chapter of their own because he pleaded no contest to one count of domestic battery and one count of resisting arrest. He has to pay $20,000 to the Jewish Family Services of LA, which is a women's shelter in Los Angeles. He has to serve 30 days of community labor in Nevada. He has been placed on probation for 36 months, but he will not get jail time. So I guess that's a silver lining there after his October 2019 arrest, after they had a fight in LA. They sure did. Drug him from the car, knives. I mean, it has it all. In other warring celebrity news, Sarah Huron, what did you learn about the latest of Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler's messy split? Well, these two, man, wild times. Basically, initially, Jay was trying to prevent Kristen from buying a new home because he thought it would be frivolous and unnecessary because they already have two houses. And Kristen came back with, I want the new house and I also want the kids. And then they low-key, like, negotiated pretty much, and then she gave him the joint custody, and he gave her the house base kind of thing. So they're splitting their custody very down the middle, 182 days, 0.5 and a half um, with the kids. They'll be every other week um, splitting their time. The holidays right down the middle, odd, even years. She gets them on Mother's Day. He gets them on Father's Day. Um, they're allowed, like, two FaceTimes a week. Like, it's very, like, specific laid out. Um, and they agreed to go to a mediator if they have any issues going forward. So hopefully it stays um, the co-parenting 
works for the kids because I don't know. I apparently, I don't think they're still happy with each other, but they're trying to put on a happy face for the kids. Right. We've heard that things have not really progressed in terms of getting better between these two, but there of course been these legal developments after a messy split that they first said they were friends and it seemed like it was a more amicable thing, but as quickly devolved into something very different. Um, also something very different. Did you three see that picture of Adele on Instagram? Oh my God. Dead. Dead. She, she celebrated her 32nd birthday. And yes, that means we're about to get to celebrity birthday boxing mania. Hold on to your hats. But Adele said, thank you for the birthday love. Hope you're all staying safe and sane during this crazy time. I'd like to thank all of our first responders. You're truly our angels. 2020. Okay. Bye. Thanks. Oh, wow. She absolutely wow. incredible. Her body wow. looks insanely good. She looks so beautiful and she's really come into her own. Either that or the breakup has spurred this great weight loss and it's going to spur another amazing album. Well, we've heard that she has lost, um, she started well in this fitness kick because she wanted to be healthy for her son, but she really seems to have taken it to the next level. Um, and it's truly a dramatic transformation. She looks hot. She looks hot. Yeah, she she does. She does look hot. I also love the dress she was wearing too. Yeah, it was really cool. Her longer hair. She yeah. like, look at her eyes. I stand so much. Now, just give us that album, Adele. Don't leave us <laughs> yes. waiting. You know what it's time for? It's time for Celebrity Birthday Boxing Mania. That's right. For all the celebrities celebrating their birthdays this week, we are going to drag them into the imaginary ring, put some imaginary gloves on them, and put them into imaginary boxing fights. Gwen Flamberg, your first duo, 74-year-old Candace Bergen. She turned seventy. She turned seventy-four on May 9th versus mm -hmm. Roma Downey, who turned sixty on May sixth. Well, here's the thing, Brody. Roma Downey, she's got a lot of God in her game. Her head is up there in the clouds. She would just totally miss it when Kansas Bergen gave her a one-two and would knock her right out. That Murphy Brown one-two. That's the truth. Yeah. Uh, Travis, yes, you have an unorthodox fight. There is Christina Hendricks, who turns 45 on May 3rd, versus 45-year-old mm -hmm. Kamara Lee Simmons, who turns 45 on oh. May 4th, versus Rosario Dawson, who turns 41 on May 9th. Christina oh. Hendricks, Kamara Lee Simmons, Rosario Dawson, who, who wins this round? Oh, God, this three-way female battle. I think Rosario Dawson is just going to put on her hooker boots from Rent, sing out tonight, and kick them both in the face. Rosario Dawson has won this match. <laughs> that is the correct answer. <laughs> Sarah Huron, <laughs> Chris Brown turns 31 on May 5th. And now you have a real chance to deliver some justice because Tom Bergeron turns 65 on May 6th. Oh. <laughs> Who wins this round? Obviously, we know Chris Brown has a past with <laughs> violence and I don't even want to discuss his name. So Thank I you. hope Tom Bergeron of Dancing with the Stars fame calls Carrie Ann Inaba and they <laughs> kick his butt. <laughs> oh, Gwen, it's 74-year-old... Oh, this is an unfair fight. It's 74-year-old it's Candace Bergen versus 41-year-old Rosario Dawson. Well, here's the thing, Brody. Candace Bergen was Carrie Bradshaw's editor at Vogue. She could take Rosario Dawson out just from fashion alone. Candace Bergen wins. Oh, my gosh. And Travis, it's 65-year-old Tom Bergeron versus 74-year-old Candace Bergen. 
Oh my God, Murphy Brown, you are just you have a busted lip and a black eye, but you are walking out of here victorious with Tom on the ground. <laughs> well, congratulations! Thank you for another riveting round of celebrity birthday boxing mania. Now that means we are on to the coronavirus chapter of all things. There have not been a lot of newly announced celebrity diagnoses. Of course, Leslie Stahl from 60 Minutes uh, announced that she tested positive. Uh, we saw Scott Disick. Talk about have Chloe and Tristan hooked up in quarantine? Still no answer there. Madonna announced she's positive for antibodies, which, you know, <laughs> after her many um, statements that incurred some backlash, that was an interesting development there. Uh, Sarah, Peter, and Kelly, they seem like they are quite cozied up this quarantine because what? They made it IG official. Your thoughts? IG official. Um, you know... I'm happy they didn't make us wait too long for it. We knew what was coming. Um, I went pretty in-depth on Us Weekly's Here for the Reasons Bachelor podcast on whether I think they're going to make it. Um, short answer, I kind of think they will just because they've already been through a lot as a couple. And I'm happy that they put us out of our misery and gave us the IG official moment so we don't have to keep guessing and stalking liked comments on TikTok. All right. And this means we are now down to 25 things you don't know about me before we go into sarah's exclusive interviews co-host are you ready to guess who this list is from i pulled it from the archives september 2010 listeners please play along as these three try to guess who we did this 25 things you don't know about me list with i hope this is not a repeat (laughs) number one i'm never late i like to be 15 minutes early number two i've been in five music videos Number three, I figure skated growing up. Number four, I speak Russian. Number five, I love rain. Okay, I'll give you a little bit more to number three. I figure skated growing up. I trained eight hours a day and competed nationally. Mm, Jana Kramer. No. Number six, I naturally... No. Number six, I naturally have very curly hair. It's been a lifelong insecurity of mine, so I now have a Brazilian blow dry. Mila Kunas. No, number seven, I wake up... That was a good guess. Number seven, I wake up between 7.30 and 6 a.m. It's important to have quiet time, so I get up and putz around. Number eight, I love anything and everything Disney. Number nine, skip. Carrie number- Underwood. No, number 10, I like going out to eat alone. Mm, skip, number 11. Number Beckinsale? Tw- no, number 12, I either do something 110% or not at all. I have a strong work ethic instilled by my parents. Number 13, every season I do a thorough cleaning of my closet and donate everything I take out to charity. Number 14, I don't know how to do my makeup. I don't even own any. Number 15, I'm obsessed with making lists. Number 16, I have a healthy household. Margot Robbie. No. Number 16, I have a healthy household. I'm very conscious about what goes into mine and my family's bodies. Number 17, I'm a diehard Britney Spears fan. Number 18, I've played piano since I was six. Number 19. What the hell in the world? Number 19, skip. Number 20, I wish I was a hip-hop dancer. Number 21, I'm not a good bike rider. The term just like riding a bike doesn't apply. Number 22, I've never cursed in front of my parents. They're Southern. Number 23, I swallowed a ring to get out of a seventh grade class. (laughs) Number 24, my fiance and I created the Blank Children's Foundation to teach our kids about giving back. Number 25, I can't resist Taco Bell. So I'll go back. Kelly Clarkson. No. Number... They speak Russian. Number yeah. nine, number nine, my dad wrote the song Ballerina Girl for me. Number oh, 11. oh, um, oh, God, 
Number, oh, number, oh, no, what is, uh, number 11, I'm adopted and met my parents. Oh, so Snowball Richie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, you did. I did her. Oh, and Sarah, your prize, Firebox.com has launched Joe Exotics condoms. They have Woo-hoo! a perfect latex cage for your wild and untamed beast. I've sold in packs of four. These are available on Firebox.com. And they are a prize yeah. this week for 24 things you don't know. You can give it as a great gift, a post-quarantine gift for a friend. Wow, we started with vibrators and we're ending with condoms. Yeah. God bless. Oh, we are not yeah. ending on condoms because now, Sarah, it's time for... Your interviews. And who'd you talk to again this week for a reminder? Yes, I spoke to Carl and Lindsay from Summer House. If you guys aren't watching Summer House, it's honestly like such good TV right now. Um, the season four finale airs Wednesday night, followed by a Zoom reunion. We have an exclusive sneak peek on usmagazine.com. Um, we talked a lot about Carl is sober now after watching the show back. He's been like exploring his relationship with alcohol because it's been like such a tumultuous season. So that's where the interview picks up. We'll have even more of it online. So here is part of my chat with Carl and Lindsay. So are you, would you call yourself sober right now or what would not? not I, yeah, I'm sober right now. Uh, I've been sober the last, you know, I'd say a couple of weeks. I've been seeking out treatment the last few months. You know, I think, you know, ultimately, am I going to be sober for the rest of my life? That's not something I'm willing to commit to yet. I've, what I've done is it's basically a sobriety sampling and it's just going 90 days without drinking. Um, well, I'm, I'm almost halfway there, three quarters of the way there. So. You know, I think right now is the time to, to do a lot of these things where, you know, there's not a lot of temptation and I want to, for the time being, be sober and, and kind of reassess how my relationship is with alcohol. And so far, it's been great. I mean, I, I've been journaling and talking like, you know, just kind of detail like how good I feel. Um, but, you know, it's, it's definitely it's not easy. I mean, I, I come from a family that's struggled with drugs and alcohol. And I think what I ultimately was happy of doing is I actually admitted that I, I do have some issues and I wanted to actually get help that's directly attacking you know the, the alcohol component and that's something i'd never done before so I'm, I'm proud of myself i feel supported i just want to say carl i'm so proud of you too and and you know i'm not going to make excuses for you but i think this summer was really really hard on you know you and me and and i think you know it it's it's not about i, I think where you are now you know, compared to the summer is just like night and day. And it's so amazing to see. And like, as you know, one of your best friends, I'm just like on the sidelines, just like cheering you on. And, and, you know, I'm just, I'm happy for you. Thank you. No, it's, it's, I think when, and you kind of asked this, like watch rewatching it, you know, like, you know, obviously there's, and you, I think you'll see in the, to tease the finale a little bit, there's going to be another moment with Kyle and I that, you know, it's emotional and I think kind of proves, you know, that I was in a, in a dark place and it's it, not a lot of people have the opportunity to, to really witness and watch how their, their behavior affects others, how it affects fans and family and how it affected me. It's, it's been so very sobering to watch. I'm like, wow, I was that carried away or that kind of, you know, lost in the sauce, as I've said before. So it's, I'm very lucky. I feel very lucky that I've got friends and family supporting. Obviously, Lindsay's been right there with me and probably one of the main proponents of just like, Hey, like, dude, you're, you're not right. Like you've got to get address these things. And if, if your best friend, I, I thought I could hide it. Um, <laughs> <but> she, <laughs> you're on a reality she, show, Carl. Well, I think <laughs> oh, just, so, you know, well, you know, Carl and I used to have a lot of talks like over summer and, and off camera, like things, you know, that you guys just don't see. And, and we used to talk about, you know, therapy a lot and, and like that. And, you know, Carl and I was, we talk every day now still, but he's just like, you know, 
Hubhouse, uh, you know, you were saying things over summer that I couldn't see and I couldn't recognize that this was you trying to support me. And, and I see it now and I recognize it now. So, oops, yeah, so. she, 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 several times. And even in December, there was another situation where I just was like, you know, she's like, listen, this is, you got to do it. And it almost to the point where I was, I was possibly like, if I continue down this path, I was going to lose friendships, especially Lindsay lose my opportunity with Kyle and Amanda and lover boy, um, further drive away other friends that I've had that I've just, you know, I've chosen, you know, alcohol and partying over and that's just not the person I want to be. So I, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely a journey. It's, it's one step at a time, but I think in the weirdest way, it's been a blessing having, you know, the situation we're in. I mean, obviously I feel for all of our, you know, everybody that's gotten sick and our first responders and everybody involved. But for me personally, it's, I'm just trying to take full advantage of this time. Wow. That's awesome. I mean, I wouldn't want to watch myself after a few on a reality show either. So, um, <laughs> well, I, I can't wait for it to be over. I can't wait for this season to be over. I'm not going to I know. It's like, it's been going on forever, but it's like, it's, yeah, it has its ups and downs. There's times for sure when I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> put the fireball down. Yeah. The that? fireball is. <laughs> goes down too easy. Um, well, the season will not be over until we get to watch a Zoom reunion, which I'm so excited about. I was so upset that Summer House didn't have a season three reunion. I was thought it was an injustice. So I'm very happy that we're getting a reunion, even if it's on Zoom. What can you tease to me about that, and how was it like to film a Zoom situation? Uh, I mean, it, listen, the technology, like right now, it's obviously great, but I think there's just an inherent awkwardness a little bit, not being able to be there. I mean, the audio and, and the, the internet connections are a little choppy in some places, but I, it felt good to see everybody. I think, you know, it's, we forget, like we did have a lot of fun this past summer and, and certain times that aren't shown. And I, it does resurface, you know, I think there's going to be some, some fighting that you may not expect in the, or in the reunion. Um, I think so from, from my perspective, I, I was able to, I feel like break some bread with people and feel pretty good about where I'm going. Uh, it was one of the easier, like season two reunion was not a lot of fun. <laughs> um, so for me, this, this reunion was a little bit, a little bit better off this time around, even, even though the season I had was, was not my best. Yeah. And I think, you know, reunions are designed to sort of give you this overview of everything that happened throughout the season. And also, you know, give people a chance to sort of air out any, you know, feelings and emotions that they might've had, you know, over summer or from watching it back. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, we sort of take one last stroll down memory lane of last summer and, um, you know, just sort of put everything on the table via Zoom. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, well, looking, I mean, I know we have no official plans. We don't even know if summer is happening the way we expect it. But would you be down for season five? And are you hoping to be in the Hamptons at some point this summer? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know no, what else. All we, you would have to do is just drive down the street. You'd yeah. Be, <laughs> I, I don't know what else we would do. I mean, listen, it's it's almost like muscle memory at this point. I mean, the, to, to say to say out loud five seasons is pretty amazing. Um, you know, and I know Lindsay and I and Kyle, like, you know, the, when we started day one, I mean, we never, I don't think we ever thought it would go five. Um, so the the prospect of it is incredibly exciting, I think after what we've learned last summer and I think, you know, the newbies that have joined, I, you know, if, if they're coming back or whatever, I would, I think we've got a good crew um, to do another, but you know, who knows? I mean, this, this, the world that we're living in right now, maybe a quarantine house could be cool, but you know, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I would love to do it down. just because I love the Hamptons. I would be down just to see my friends again. Like I, <laughs> I'm like, 
The yeah, fact that I see haven't people. seen Carl in two months is just insane. I, that's that never crazy. happened in the last four years, five years since I've known you. Um, that's crazy. So yeah, I mean, I would be down for sure. It would, it would, you know, it, I think it would be interesting to see how that would would work. You know, I think it would be a little different. Um, but yeah, I was saying, I would, I would love a new house because not that I'm, I'm bored. I just oh. like, you know, if we're gonna do it, I would love a new house too. So I don't want to make any too many demands, but fingers crossed. Yes, I well, like fingers stuck in a house. You know, it'd be nice to have a different house. I agree. I mean, all that matters is you guys are all under the same roof and we don't really see you go out anyway. So I think, you know, we just stick you in there. We make sure everyone's healthy and we, we watch the cameras go and see what happens. We've been preparing for this for four years now. We, totally. like, we've been quarantining ourselves in, that, in a summer house for four years. Oh my God, Sarah. That just makes me really hope that next season we get a full on quarantine house. I agree, Trav. I agree. I hope we get season five. Yes, yes, yes. Well, Sarah, thank you for sharing that with us. And thank you, listeners, for joining us again for another episode of our Hot Hollywood podcast. You can listen on Spotify, tune in on iTunes, or share, download our podcast any way you choose to stream it. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and share our podcast. You can find us on social media. Let us know if there's something you loved, want to hear more of, or maybe there's something you want a little bit less of. Uh, please don't name Sarah Huron by name. That's not nice. <laughs> please do <laughs> <this> again <laughs> next week here on Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>